we have to care more about what God thinks than what we think, but that doesn't necessarily mean caring about what other people think more than we right. think. Right. Like that's not the <laughs> point either. Yeah. The Christian life is all about serving others. Yes, that's true, right. but it's not being a slave right. to other people's way of thinking. It's about mm-hmm. being in union with Christ yeah. and whatever he's called us to. Right. So it's still a bigger thing than our own hedonistic yeah. pleasure, right. right? but it's also not being trapped by mm-hmm. what other, the culture wants me to do or other people's peer pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast. It's episode number two. This is going to be terrific. Yeah, you thought we were joking about the number two puns, didn't you? Guess again. Welcome back to the Really Real Podcast, a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. Let's give you the rundown of what we've got on tap for today's show. First up in Need a Refill, Kara is talking about browsing and renting movies. Mm-hmm. In real life. Wait, no. in real life? Are we talking about like <laughs> opening up your smart TV and no. clicking on a movie? Or are we talking about no going to a physical location to retrieve physical yes, media that. and then watching you it? You went to a video store. Well, I went to the library. What? That's basically <laughs> do they the have same the, thing. Do they have the bagged pickles like Movie Gallery oh, did? Sadly, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. The library is almost as ancient of a tradition it is, almost. as the video almost. store. <laughs> Just close enough. Well, there's the like, you know, the Library of Alexandria, and then there's the video store of Alexandria. (laughs) The Blockbuster franchise of Alexandria. The Blockbuster of Alexandria. Yeah. We're right next door to each other, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure when the library burned down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The Blockbuster was kind of a casualty at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Innocent bystander kind of a situation. Yep. We've got really real robots coming up. We are bringing back the real FM bot AI. Isaac has done some tweaking to the AI this week to uh, adjust it to a few new tasks. That's right. We knew that you have some trouble going to the store and shopping for some running shoes and going to the doctor, which Mm. really going anywhere. Yeah. And doing anything. (laughs) Existing humans. Existing in this plane. Uh, thing I need help with. So the really real uh, AI is going to help out with a couple of those tasks. We're excited. And then in I Need a Hero, we've got Michaela Schifrin, the Olympics. Winter Mm. Olympics ended just a couple of weeks ago. I was really intrigued by Michaela Schifrin and her experience at the Olympics Mm -hmm. and some of what she said in the aftermath of kind of what she's taken away Mm. from that experience. So we're going to talk about her experience a little bit and how we might apply her experience to some of our own Mm. life experiences. And then we have quote me on that. We're tackling a new quote on the show this week. This one from a rather famous guy named Steve Jobs. Here's what he had to say in a commencement speech at Stanford years back. He said, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. That's a pretty profound and interesting thought. And so we're going to tackle that and share our first impressions of that and break that quote down a little bit further. Hmm. So we'll get into that in a little bit here on the show. But first, what is everybody drinking today? I've got the homemade cinnamon dolce latte on tap. (laughs) This is like a Cara classic now. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's a go to. So some days you just do the straight coffee and creamer and other days. Today was a day I was like, I think I'm going to do the latte. Yeah. I love the like homemade syrup thing. I love that. I know how to do that. Is the home coffee setup still going strong then? Still going strong. Yeah, it's really good. We did briefly speculate last season. We were kind of wondering where you (laughs) were going to go. go. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of holding steady. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm steady at coffee snob, but not 
I, I don't do black coffee. I'm okay. sorry. And I'm not doing pour overs or any of that. Like, yes, we have a grind and brew, which is bougie, uh-huh. but but I'm not quite down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Isaac's still holding Isaac that. I'm still holding evil that. Gleam in Kara's going to be hand grinding her own That's beans right. like in six months. <laughs> I'm convinced. All right. We'll check back in again soon. Hmm. I have been drinking Aha sparkling water. Aha. Oh, I've been, is this a brand or a flavor? A new, <laughs> this is a new brand. Wow. Tastes like surprise. Aha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we always say it like in Hank Hill's voice from King of the Hill. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. Um, this is just another additional sparkling water brand. They kind of have more wild flavor combos than uh, like a LaCroix would. Like they've fun. got like a mango, but it's like Ooh. more mangoey than LaCroix is. Uh, they've uh, got like this blackberry extreme thing going on that I really like. I haven't heard of that brand before. So this isn't the one that's like caffeinated, is it? Because I've seen those. No, but I have had those. Sounds especially extreme. Those are dangerous. I'll pound like six of those. Oh, I can see that. It's it's not good. Yeah, no. I'm drinking a new LaCroix flavor. There's Beach Plum. Have you heard of this one? I've heard of Beach Plum. Yeah, I I think it came out maybe like the end of last summer or something like that. We hadn't tried it yet. Yeah, I think maybe it disappeared before we figured out it was a thing huh. mm-hmm. but i don't know it's what it's march i guess and so now the summer flavors are coming back in sure. rotation right yeah, right sure i don't i don't know how the timing works on all of that <laughs> right. but it's a good one i actually really like it i've found with Lacroix, i kind of need to rotate around yeah. flavors yeah. like i get into like a rut with one for like mm-hmm. a few weeks and then all of a sudden i'm like I'm done with that. Like, yeah, I don't want to, yeah. I don't know. I get tired of it. Yeah. And then I need to move on to a new one. So this is my new one. That's nice. fun. Moment is Beach Plum. So Beach I would, plum. I would put it up there with the, the good ones. Okay. Like it's worth a try. So right. check that out. Yeah. What's on repeat this week, Kara? On repeat for me is Let the Light In from Joshua, Micah and Al City. Let the light in. This is just a fun, upbeat song that fits very much with the weather outside at the moment. Mm. We're trying to let the light back in after Mm. all of the thunder sleet and craziness. (laughs) Uh, That was weird. But yeah, let the light in. It's fun. It's upbeat. But also, I've always liked Owl City. And so Mm -hmm. I love the mix here. And every time it gets to the the chorus and there's this like, there's this little breakdance break with the EDM (laughs) in it. And I love it. And I literally want to breakdance. But when you're driving in your car, that's not a good idea. So... (laughs) That's fair. So fair it. warning. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was an interesting collab. I was yeah. kind of surprised to see it yeah. pop up. I love uh, seeing Al City still doing things. It yeah. makes me so happy. It me very too. much has a nostalgic feel to me yeah. because I associate Al City with college. And I think Joshua Micah sings the first verse and then yes. Adam Young does the second verse. And when it gets to Adam's part right before the second verse, there's like this little bouquet of synthesizers. Yeah. It goes like do 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 do. Those like, play every time like, he enters a room. I, yeah, I know. And that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, it's now just like right. part of his existence. Like, yeah. he just shows up somewhere. It's like, yeah. Like that little, like, it's very signature, yeah. like Owl City vibes. That's so yeah. cool. And I was like, this is like his hip hop entrance. You know, like, yes. All these yeah. hip hop groups, they it's have awesome. the, you know, like, shout out or whatever yeah. to the producer or whatever at the beginning of all their songs. We got London like, on the track. Exactly. This is his. Now Owl City's like little, like, like I said, a bouquet of synthesizers that just blooms. Yeah. So beautiful. When he like walks into a room or yeah, shows up that. on a track. He's like at a Starbucks. Exactly. <laughs> is that Adam Young? Yep. It is. There he is. Every morning. It's this. Every morning. I love that. That's amazing. I've been listening to Brand New by Kobe James. You make me brand new. If I could kind of pick what worship songs sound like, 
this mm. would be the template for yeah. it. Yeah. I am really, really enjoying this song, not just for like the sound, which I normally am kind of a music first lyrics. They can kind of mm-hmm. come along for the ride. Yeah. But the lyrics of the song are actually really good. Traded all my dark for the light. Traded all my blindness for sight. Traded all my pain for the gain. Got a key to the gate. And a seat at your table. That's like a succinct. Things are going good now. And to Kara's point, talking about how it's sunshine outside. Yay. We're crawling out of the winter <laughs> grossness. This was just like a good song to kind of come back to that also has some great lyrics. So. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. to somebody the other day who was listening to Real Life and I was asking them for their feedback. And mm-hmm. they said something about, I really do enjoy like there are some days where I hear Isaac on middays or, or I hear a song mm-hmm. that is talking about, hey, like if today's been a hard day for you, don't worry. Like we got you. We're going to keep mm-hmm. you encouraged. And she was like, that's a good thing. But there are also other days where like, I just want to hear, hey, today's a good day. Yeah. Like mm. or, yeah. like songs that are like, let the light in or brand new or like feel That's good true. kind of stuff. It's a good day. Yeah. yeah. And just need that kind of positive energy and yeah. atmosphere. Mm. And I love like, that. I think songs like the two that both of you have brought up today mm-hmm. are songs that do that. For and sure. sometimes we need that kind of energy on a day. Yeah. That's we just true. need to hear like, hey, today's going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah. My on repeat this week is Worth the Risk by Sam Rivera. I am in full on 80s mode right now. <laughs> yes. So any song that has like 80s vibes, I'm like, yep, that one. I oh, love it. It's a good mm-hmm. song. And so this new one from Sam Rivera, I love it. It's very much a The Weeknd sounding song to yes. me. Even the cover art looks yeah. like The Weeknd. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. like The Weeknd is everywhere at the moment. His music is all over the place. His mm-hmm. sound is all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's like an exact copycat song. Same. It's not. Same it, block, though. But it definitely has yeah. the vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I love yeah. it. And I like the content of the song, too. It's the idea that love is a risky endeavor, but it's a worthy endeavor Mm. as well he says i'd rather lose it all than to say i never tried love is worth the risk you'll never know if you don't go for it Mm. and kara and i actually have had conversations about this very topic before yeah Yeah. i remember back a few years ago oh yeah when you were talking about dating this guy named cody (laughs) and thinking about your future together and what that might look like and we had several conversations about how Mm. there's a scary component to that like committing to someone else oh yeah committing to love someone else because it is inherently a risky endeavor you're opening yourself up to being vulnerable Mm. to another person yeah and that is inherently risky and yet it's also one of the most rewarding things Mm. that we can do and yes. I think that's captured really well in this super fun 80s song yes. by Sam Rivera. Mm. Gerber Baby Food has supported healthy eating habits and lovingly provided nutrition for generations of babies. And now, introducing a new generation of products from Gerber, Gerber Adult Food. We've all been there, trying to decide what to have for lunch for the 300th day in a row. Sure, you can make yourself another sandwich, but you've already had a sandwich three times this week. I'm tired of Skip the dreaded decision-making and the prep time with Gerber Adult Food. It's the same nutrition, quality, and flavors as Gerber Baby Food. Seriously, it's literally the same exact stuff. Just labeled slightly differently for your satisfaction. Enjoy a delicious flavors like liquid spinach, wax beans, squashed squash, and the questionably but also appropriately named meat food. It tastes like feet. Gerber adult food. Sure, it's gross, but you also don't have to make anything. Try Gerber adult food today. Need a refill? 
What we wish life would pour us a little more of. Another! So this last weekend, my husband and I were talking about the upcoming weekend and kind of what do you want to do? And he had to have a dental procedure, poor guy. And so he was planning. Ah. uh, I know. Right. And (laughs) so he was kind of planning to have some downtime on the weekend and just crash if he needed it to. And so he's like, you know what I wish? I wish we could go to an old school video store and run a bunch of movies for the weekend. Mm. And I was like, that sounds fun. Then I was like, wait a minute. We have a library that has a whole bunch of movies that we could rent for free. So we met at the library one day on my lunch break and we browsed movies and we took a stack home because you can take, I think you can rent like six or seven. Wow. (laughs) Really? That's amazing. We literally rented. No idea. You can do that. I know. This is a major move here. I know. We rented six movies and we watched them all last weekend and it was super fun. It's weird, right? Because like we literally have access to all of the movies in the world from our remote. But there was something really fun about browsing together like these old movies and the physical copies and movies I would never think of or come across. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, that's I've never seen that one. It's a classic. Like we watched The Three Amigos. Neither of us had ever seen that. It's such a good movie. Makes me I so knew you happy. would be happy about That's that. Such a good did movie. Did you like yes, it? Yes, we did. Okay, yes, good. we thought it was really fun. So there was a couple of really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I did the hand motion. Would you yes. say you have a plethora of yeah. yeah, we, we could quote yes. uh, that movie all day long. It's yeah. a good one. I love everything about this, not just Three Amigos. I mean, yes, I, I yes. do love classic <laughs> 80s stupid comedies uh-huh. like the three amigos oh, yeah. but going to the library and browsing the shelves together yeah like doing that as a like a partner activity it's like yeah. part of the bringing them home and watching yeah like that whole i love everything about this yes. yeah it made it an activity versus like sitting on the couch kind of just thumbing through it really did netflix right because when we were sitting there we're like okay which one do you want to watch next like you know and we're like that one feels like a sunday morning one or that one feels oh, like a late nice. friday night so that was fun it was yeah. like we kind of got so to what okay pick and choose your genres what it's like a Sunday movie versus a Friday night movie. Oh, that's movie. a good question. So a Friday night movie is more like a funny rom-com okay. movie. And a Sunday morning movie was like an 80s comedy. Okay. Like Three Amigos is what nice. we watched okay. on Sunday morning. Right on. And then you've got like Saturday afternoon. You watch Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That's an old one. Mm-hmm. So baseball, sports, interesting, just yeah. uh-huh. totally different genre. So we were yeah. kind of all over the place. But right on. It was really fun. We had that's a great, great time. I feel like sometimes when you're trying to pick something out from like a streaming service, it yeah. almost feels like this. Maybe I'm going to over dramatize it here, but like <laughs> it feels like this funeral dirge kind of like, yeah. like I'm going to end up with something. Right. And like, but yeah. you kind of feel like you're almost backing into it a little bit. My wife and I, we prefer appointment viewing, yeah. even if it's not something where we like go physically pick out a yeah. movie. Yeah. We prefer to say like we're watching this movie or this show yeah. without sitting there just like browsing I, uh, I through like, the options. Yeah. Yes. Because there's something about thumbing through the menus of those. Like, yeah. well, I guess maybe we'll just watch this thing and it makes it feel to me somehow like more of a waste of time it does than yeah. if we appointment like decided yeah. Yeah. we're going to watch this movie at this time right yeah. does that yeah. make sense yeah like, it feels less satisfying somehow yeah because you just landed in it rather right. than like deciding to do it yeah so maybe that's part it of feels it. like it's controlling you <laughs> right, like right you guys decided we're gonna have a movie weekend yeah we're gonna make it Mm-hmm. A thing right. with the two of us that's kind of our own little movie adventure. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make cheese dip. Yeah. And we're going like, to like make a whole thing of it. Yeah. And that's super fun and it so was. much different. I'm stealing than, this idea. Okay. Yeah. Do it. That's do so it. smart. <laughs> it's I love a lot this. of fun. Yeah. Really real robots, where we train AIs to do the stuff we don't want. Oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to.
Now it is time for really real robots. So you might have seen on the Internet where people have programmed AI by watching thousands of hours of daytime television and they can write a big drama soap opera thing. They're a little imperfect about how they do it. Yeah. But they get it done, right? They try so hard. Real FM, we have an AI, artificial Uh intelligence, that's here to help us do the things we don't want to do. Or at least that's how we've commandeered the programming for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of things that Anson doesn't like doing. One of them, going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. The other one, shoe Mm -hmm. shopping or really just shopping for anything. Anson, you mentioned that going places is kind of rough for you. Going places, being around other people. Yeah, I'm not a big shopping fan. Yeah. Um, My shopping attitude when I do have to do it is very much, I know the thing. Like I go shopping for one item. Yeah. I go to the store that has the item. I go straight to the item. I grab it and then I get out as quickly as possible. So you don't like the salesman. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When people come up to me in the store and like, hey, how can I help you? I want to like either turn and run the opposite direction without answering them or be like, the best way you can help me is to shut up and leave me alone. Yeah. Very, very much Ron Swanson and Home Depot. Right. My wife cannot stand me in a store because if I like can't find an item, she's like, well, let's go ask someone where it is. And I'm like, no, no, I would rather die. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I have problems. Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Okay. So to help with your problems. (laughs) We've trained our AI on, again, thousands of hours of Anson, similar to how we did it with Kara. Your first encounter here, I did kind of a test run. I'm the doctor in this scenario. Okay. We trained the AI on thousands of hours of audio from you, as well as the entirety of WebMD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we yeah. set up a test call. Here's the audio of that test call. So what brings you in today? I was debating my knee. The knee joint involves four bones and decided that her younger sister is not a princess. (laughs) So your knee is giving you problems. The kneecap, or patella, rides along the front of the Andiminio, which can be inflamed when a serious Marvel movie occurs. Okay, let's narrow this down. Do you only experience this when you run? You will never run. Neon Feather Remix. Elevation worship the knee with a pillow or a sling. Gravity helps the Kansas City Chiefs flow. All right, it's... Pretty clear we have to work more on this. So what's everyone high stress exercise rotating today? Okay, yes, we've established it hurts when you run. What have you tried so far to treat the problem? Warming down with a bowl of oodle-oodle-oodles is recommended. And sleeping till noon can help the anterior cruciate ligaments sing better. Uh-huh, that's true. Now, just remember, you can't believe everything you read on WebMD. Epistemology is the study of how we can know what we can eat. So that was that was the doctor. <laughs> the, the notable interaction there is that um, Andy Minio gets inflamed. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like basically I was just like back announcing everything Most things, that yeah. he said. Yeah. Like I'm just going to throw in a song title. One of the kinks that this has is that we have a lot of back announces in our audio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes. That yeah. That just kind of takes over. Into like, a yeah, it's going to be like, that was Andy Minio. That was Neon Feather. That was. Yeah. <laughs> So tackling our next problem, that's good. We've got you at the shoe store. Uh Uh, I'm posing as a salesperson trying to help you for this one. We've again prepped with thousands of hours of audio from you, along with the writings and musings of Fjord Hallett, notable running influencer. (laughs) That was good. Oh, good. I'm ready for this. Ah, so I see you're looking at the new Brooks shoes. You know, those have some incredible arch support technology. You have to have the Limoncello sparkling eyes on your goals. The Starburst jelly beans do optimal burst damage. So maybe not the Brooks then. I can show you some great Nikes we just got in that might fit your foot profile more. Running. 
is the greatest strategic sushi recipe. <laughs> okay. How like, about this pair from New Balance? They do come in kind of a seaweed so color, if that's what you're looking for. The cushioning in the microchip is too expensive. <laughs> so I'm hearing less cushioning, more hard road feel. Is that right? I actually agree. Hills and valleys tar in wells. I'm piano. Jesus turns hardships into life's greatest foam padded souls. Fluffy pavement cloud. Lecrae. Deep, actually. Okay. Lecrae. I feel like there was a really deep moment there. Jesus turns life's hardest experiences into like foam padded Padded souls. souls. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I feel like there's definitely a metaphor fits, worth yeah. exploring further. Yeah, it fits well. So in he, that he area picked there. up on your personality a little bit. Yeah. Then. yeah. We had a slight video game detour there yeah. for yeah. just a split second with yeah. the burst damage. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that yeah, for yeah. sure. It definitely sounded like me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you consider your problem solved? <laughs> That's a good question. You're welcome. Yeah. And then the um, something about like a microchip not being mm-hmm. soft enough or mm-hmm. something. The cushion in, in the well. microchip. Yeah. yeah. It's too expensive. So I'm not sure if I landed on like the actual shoe or yeah. not. Sounds there. like maybe you're still up in the air. Still, still mm-hmm. kind of thinking. We're yeah. still getting there. Which is like true to my experience also. Though. Okay. Okay. You know, like when okay. you're trying to pick out like the perfect. <laughs> sure. You guys have experience with this. You're trying to pick out like the perfect product, you know, oh, yeah. like, like yeah. the running shoe that's going to like. Change make me life. run a minute faster mile or whatever because <laughs> <Right. laughs> yes. there are shoes that do that yeah, definitely. please right yeah. yes so is it going to be the one with the microchip in it or the one with yeah, the yeah Jesus Torin Wells in souls. it or honestly that's probably the one though yeah yeah. yeah. how can you not <laughs> the one go with that the one Jesus foam padded soles <laughs> when the second one. pair of footprints in the sand disappeared <laughs> It was Jesus with the foam padded oh soles. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Uh, I love the spot so much. Yeah. He just he just Beautiful. captures the essence of who we are. I heard the reference so well. to uh your son to Axel's oodle oodles as well. Yes, earlier. the oodle oodles. The oodles. <laughs> yes. There was I mean, it really did have everything. We had video yeah. games, shoes, Jesus. <laughs> Song back announces and pasta. Yeah. So what else do you that need? That just basically covers the five points of my personality. <laughs> that's all that you, that's the summation of you. Yeah. yeah. Summation of my existence. That's right all there. you are. Yeah. I need a hero. hero. Celebrating people who save the day. The Winter Olympics ended a couple of weeks ago, and after competing in the Winter Olympics with a realistic chance of becoming the first American skier to win three golds. At a single Olympics, Michaela Schifrin ended up suffering 60% of her career DNFs Mm. at one single Olympics. Wow. And that's not just the Olympics. It's like all of her entire career. She did not have more than one DNF at a single event before. Like she set all sorts of ignominious records for herself at this event. And by her own admission, it really was a colossal failure for the lay person. Yeah. A DNF is what? Did not finish. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Really like alpine skiing events are kind of brutal. Think of a lot of other events. We watched the Super Bowl a few weeks ago. The quarterback throws an interception. That's not a good play. Right. right? Mm -hmm. But then they get the ball back again. Yeah. For another possession and they get to try again. Right. Like in a lot of sporting events, you have the opportunity to make up for a mistake. Right. Right. And alpine skiing, it's like not a thing. Like in the slalom where you have to go through all of these gates as you go down the hill. Mm -hmm. If you miss a gate, that's it. You're done. You're You're out. 
right the end that's brutal right and so like the first slalom event that she did she made it like five seconds into the run that's supposed to last a minute or two and that was it she skied out Uh, the end olympic dream over yeah Yeah. right no second chances wow it was a brutal thing to watch for somebody who is a two-time olympian a three-time medalist She's considered by some people the greatest skier of her generation to watch her stumble out of a competition, not once, not twice, but three times in the same event was like extraordinary. And also, I think, kind of painfully ordinary in the sense that no matter how well people prepare themselves for something, no matter how focused we are on something, the Mm. reality is that these things happen to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody can think of an experience where they just failed miserably at something. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason that Michaela Schifrin is my hero on this segment today is not just because she failed, (laughs) but because of how she failed Mm. and what she said in the aftermath of her failure. This is a quote from Michaela. She said, the pinnacle of the last four years of work is over now. This is after the Olympics. And it didn't really go very well for me, she said. Mm. However, I'm learning that you can fail and not be a failure. You can lose and yes, actually be a loser because you lost, but also (laughs) still be a winner. Mm. Some days you lose. Some days you win. You go through all of that. You have the most turbulent times of your life and you can still rise again tomorrow. Wow. Wow. I was like, man, I think there's so much to take away from that. Schifrin didn't have the game she wanted, but she didn't quit. Yeah. Which I think is really notable. Mm-hmm. Like after that first fall, after the second one, either she competed in all six yep. events in the Olympics. Mm. And the f- ones that she failed on were the ones she was the favorite in. Yeah. Like wow. those are her best events. Yeah. She failed the first two. And then she said, you know what? I'm still going to do the downhill event. I'm still going to do the super G. I'm going to do these events that I know I probably mm-hmm. actually don't have a very good chance yeah. at meddling in. And she finished ninth in one and like 18th in the other. Yeah. But she got back up at the top of the mountain and did it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, isn't that what we, say is like yeah in the cliche is like that's what's most important is trying your best right yeah <laughs> which is like it's a nice thing to say and then you get to the olympics where yeah. the expectation is not to just try your best but to win yeah like right. everyone's there to win right? right these are like the ultimate competitors but the thing is like sometimes even when you do everything right yes you don't quit you persevere you try your best sometimes even when you do all that you still lose yeah, yeah. and she was just confronted by that reality and i think mm. as the audience like for the olympics we were all confronted by that reality mm. in watching her of like yeah sometimes you do everything right yep. you do all the cliches mm. and you still lose yeah which we don't like because right. we want the guarantee yeah. on the other side we're like no if i do everything right then i'm definitely gonna get this exactly right? yeah so that math doesn't work for us so it's she did everything she's supposed to right why is this happening right, right. and we build up this narrative like nbc even builds up this narrative yes. for the olympics of like this is going to be her like crowning moment where she's done everything right and now we crown her the best skier ever because she's Mm going to go ski and win a bunch of gold medals she put in the most hours and she did everything she was supposed to do but none of the gold medals came right because she had an off day right and everybody has off days i think it's so there's some relief extreme relief in that for me like Mm -hmm. if olympians have off days (laughs) like literally they spend their lives she spent the last four years doing nothing but prepare for this moment right yeah and she had an off day yeah on the most important day. Exactly. Yeah. And we've we've all been there. We all will be there again. Yes. And yeah, I feel camaraderie with Michaela yeah. Schifrin yeah. because it's like, no, I'm not an Olympian. I haven't been on that level. But we all can relate to yeah. this mm-hmm. idea of giving something our best and it's still not working out sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then having to cope with the ramifications of that. And I just I love what she said afterwards that she said, you can lose 
and be a loser right. <laughs> and also still be a winner. I, so I like that she didn't take away any of that. Like yeah. the cliche is to say like, well, I lost, but I'm, you know, Michaela's still a winner in our hearts. Right. right. Yeah. Well, like, no, she's not shying away from the reality that like she was in a competition yeah. where the goal is to win right. and she lost. Mm hmm. She's not like denying that reality. Right. And I think part of acceptance is not denying what happened. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's tempting when we have a failure to just sweep it under the rug, pretend like it didn't happen and move right. on. Sure. But then we're not really grappling with what actually happened. Right? right. And so she's grappling with the fact that like, yes, I'm a loser in the sense that I lost the competition. Yeah. Like that's what happened. Mm. But also I can still fail and not be a failure right? So good. by getting up again the next day. Yeah. Right. And I, I just I love how she's holding these mm -hmm. things that are normally in competition with one another. Yeah. And she's like living in that tension. Yeah. It's so good. And that's what I want to kind of take out of that. Mm -hmm. I want to wrap this up with a quote that I saw from a cognitive scientist. Her name is Cian Bylock. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but she had this really great quote in an article I was reading about Michaela's Olympic experience, mm -hmm. she said, remember to play your whole movie, not just the mm -hmm. clip of your latest stumble on repeat. Mm. It will lessen failure sticking power as you inevitably encounter a bombed exam, mm. a botched interview, a breakup, any of the number of hard things that are going to happen in our lives. Wow. Mm -hmm. If we watch the whole movie, those things won't matter nearly as much as your willingness to try again. Mm. Gerber First Essentials pacifiers are used the world over to provide babies with gentle comfort. Now, from the same minds that brought you Gerber Adult Food, introducing Gerber's Second Essentials Adult Pacifiers. Have you ever been listening to someone and thought, wow, they really need to stop talking right now? You can help them do just that with Gerber's new adult pacifiers. Is their opinion too loud? Uninformed, embarrassing, just plain bad, no problem. Shut your friends, acquaintances, or even a total stranger's big dumb mouth with Gerber Adult Pacifiers. Just plop the pacifier directly into their mouth hole and finally get some relief from their constant stream of ridiculous. Because, oh my gosh, I can't even handle what you're saying to me right now. Gerber's Second Essentials Adult Pacifiers. Because blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's what you sound like, and it needs to stop. Quote me on that. The part of the show where Anson, Kara, and Isaac have thoughts on other people's thoughts. Did I interrupt you brooding just now? Today, we're tackling a quote from Steve Jobs. We mentioned it at the beginning, but I'm going to read it again for us here. Here's what he had to say. This is from a commencement speech that he gave at Stanford University, I believe in 2005. And here's the quote. He says, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. So in context, this quote, like I said, was part of a commencement speech. So he's speaking directly to college students who are about to graduate and move mm -hmm. on to the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And it has kind of that like commencement speech kind of vibe to yeah. it, I mm -hmm. feel like, of yeah. looking towards the future. Someone and, had just read, oh, the places you'll go. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With that in mind, I want to just get first impressions of this quote. When you first heard it, what was your gut reaction to it? 
maybe just summed up as like emotional feeling. Like, was yeah. this an inspiring hmm. thing to you? Was it a, oh, I have questions about that or hmm. uncertainty about what he means? Like, what, what were your first impressions when you came across this quote? I think it felt like an inspiring quick shot of mm-hmm. you can do it. Like, you don't have to <laughs> yeah. do it like everyone else did. My second, third, fourth and fifth impressions, the longer <laughs> I sat with it, the less I liked it. Ah, okay. And I can get into that in, in a minute. Yeah. Well, let's start with this. What did you like about it on the first impression? Mm. I loved that it's one of those, hey, you're only here for a short amount of time. Mm. You don't have to do everything the way that maybe talking to college students like your parents did it. Right. Kind of going that angle of you don't have to live on behalf of someone else. Like yeah. You can do what you want to do. That's okay. Like that felt good. I think that if you're in a rut, maybe that would help you. Yeah. My initial reaction was, yeah, okay. But also no, but you know, <laughs> a, little <conflicted>. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. But the first part of the quote, definitely. I was like, yeah, I totally agree. We have different gifts and capacities and callings. And so it's not super helpful to compare yourself to everyone else and decide that if your life doesn't look like just whenever what else is looks like, you must be doing something wrong. So right. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. But then thinking about the next part of it, and I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. OK, well, maybe let's approach this quote in this way. There's a couple of sentences in this quote, and there's even a couple of portions to each sentence. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to tackle mm-hmm. each one by one. There's a couple of different things going on. And you guys, I think, have already hinted at maybe there's certain parts of this mm-hmm. That we find like more instantly appealing than others. Yeah. And I think that's kind of interesting. So let's start with just the very first phrase. Your time is limited. That's a very cliche thing to say at a commencement mm-hmm. address, right. right? Is like your time is limited, but also a very true thing. Yeah. Like just because something is cliche doesn't mean that there's not truth to it. In fact, yeah. it's usually because there is truth to it that it is cliche. Mm-hmm. But this idea that our time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Yeah. I mean, how much time? Have we spent probably in each of our lives trying to appease other people? Oof, like, too much. I feel like <laughs> way too much. That's got to be something that we all can relate to, oh, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. Like, that's a universal feeling. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you're that age and you don't have a clue what you're doing with your life usually. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so the only thing you know to do is look at other people and go, yeah. well, they did that. Their life looks this way and mine doesn't. So yeah. that's yeah. all I know to do. But yeah, I think we've all wasted time at some point or another in our lives trying to look like someone else as a people pleaser in recovery this Mm. is part of the Mm. quote that responds well to me yeah i don't have to do this exactly like people who have told me how to do this that's okay i don't have to make everyone happy with how i'm doing things right i mean it definitely takes courage yeah to stay true to yourself in the face of peer pressure like peer pressure Mm. is this thing that we talk about as kids Mm -hmm. right it (laughs) affects children it affects adolescence and certainly Mm -hmm. like when you're in college peer pressure feels like a big part of the uh, college experience But it's also absolutely something that applies to adults, too. Like, I think sometimes I tend to think of peer pressure as more of this, like, kid or child or adolescent Mm -hmm. problem. Right. Maybe because, like, it gets more subtle Mm -hmm. as we grow into adulthood. We're not, like, just running into some kid on the playground that's like, hey, dare you to do this thing or what you know <laughs> right, like, right like we kind right. of mature out of that a little bit but we still do some of those same things in just more mm-hmm. subtle ways right. as adults yeah. where we are still like very much kowtowing to what other people are suggesting we should do or how mm-hmm. we should spend our time yeah or we feel very self-conscious when we feel like we're kind of breaking the mold in ways that are yeah. unacceptable to people around us there's expectations yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i feel like we all spend a lot of our mental energy thinking about how to make sure that we're meeting the expectations of people around us mm-hmm. right something 
something else that occurs to me as I read this quote is I think about limitations. And mm. we often think that person doesn't get tired working 70 hours a week and doing yeah. all these things. So I shouldn't either. And I think that's another thing. We, we cannot look at someone else's life and say, I should be able to do it like they do because they have right. different limitations and boundaries in their life than we do. And, and so, where they might be comfortable there, they're uncomfortable in an area that you're comfortable exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that's another thing that comes to mind when I read this quote. So I'm kind of interested in this question. Again, first part of the quote says, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Most everyone could probably get on board with the idea that we don't need to try to be something that we're not. That can backfire significantly when we try to do things or be things that we're mm -hmm. not really meant to be or meant to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But is there an element where pleasing other people is a good thing? Mm -hmm. Is there some sort of balance we have to strike there between saying like, yes, life isn't all about pleasing others, right. but there also is an element to where like, I do need to take the feelings of other people into account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're relational creatures. We have to have a friend and family group to survive. That's one of my hangups with this is that if you count the don'ts, the negative words in this entire quote, like it, <laughs> it's kind of a negative downer mm. quote. Yeah. And it feels really isolationist. Go your own way. Don't worry about making people happy. You got to do it. That's the only way to do it. Mm. And well, and that does seem to be like what Steve Jobs philosophy did. was. Yes, like at the very, very least, we can so. say he certainly seemed to live this out in his own life based on what we know of him. Yes. Right. Because sure. all the stories of him at Apple are talk about how he was highly confrontational. Yeah. Very mm. aggressive with people. Yeah. Very much said, like, we're going to do this my way way and oh. you can either get on board with the way that we're going to yeah. do it or you can go yeah somewhere else like, to the point where like i have a quote in here that i'm going to share in a minute like people called it like magical thinking he literally created his own we're doing this on this timeline just through sheer like force of will yeah he would wow. make it happen but that involved a lot of bridge burning and not caring about what other people thought i was of gonna him. say yeah. like no yeah. and not just not caring about what they thought, but not caring about them at all is what it right. feels like. There's no consideration that there are other people mm -hmm. on the planet. Right. That the, I'm sharing the focus with. was on the mission, on the objective. I'm going to create the best product in this product category right. and whatever mm -hmm. it takes to get there. We're going to get there right, at all costs. Don't be trapped by dogma is the second part of the quote, which he defines as living with the results of other people's thinking. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've heard from Apple, which is a kind of a famous philosophy mm -hmm. in the design world, is essentially that there's this idea that exists in some corners that the customer is always right. Mm -hmm. We listen to what the customer wants or what the consumer wants, and then we deliver the thing that the consumer wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Apple is kind of famous for turning that on its head and saying, basically, the consumer doesn't know what they want. Oh. And we know better than the consumer what they want. Yeah. So like, we're not going to give the consumer what they think they want. We're going to give the consumer what they actually need. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there is a built in pride arrogance. and arrogance yeah. that is a part of that philosophy. We know better. Right. But that was very much Apple's philosophy. And it feels like that arrogance is present in this quote and certainly in what we know of who Jobs was. It does. I'm not going to live by other people's thinking because I trust my own judgment more than anybody else's. Yeah. I have good judgment. I have good taste. And therefore, I'm going to rely on my own judgment and taste mm. regardless of what anybody else thinks. Right. Yeah. On the one hand, you look at that and go like, wow, that's a dangerous game to play. On the other hand, 
he was a remarkably successful person <laughs> in a remarkably successful company. So in some right. ways it seemed to work out for him. Yeah. It all depends on what your definition of success is though. Right. right. Which mm. sounds very, I don't, I, I'm rolling my eyes at myself as I'm saying that. <laughs> well, it depends on what your definition is, <laughs> but like, it's true. Yeah. If, if your definition of success is I'm going to have a lot of money and incredibly awesome products and all these things, but have no relationships and like everyone will hate me. Interns that want to poison me. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like then cool. Yeah. You were successful. But I don't want to live like that. Mm. It sounds like a miserable life. And I don't even know that he bought into this as well, because like he wasn't the only designer behind Apple. Like Mm. it was a it was a collaborative process. And like all of the innovation that he's largely credited for, for like all of it was Mm. a collaboration between thousands of people. Like that's a lot of relying on other people's thinking. And I, I think that that's kind of the hang up. But at the same time, you know, it's a commencement speech. It's very hyperbolic on purpose mm-hmm. to kind of like give an extra jolt of do something original. Gosh, dang it. Like, is this probably good for someone to hear if they're in the middle of a rut? Maybe oh, like, yeah. do you need that kick in the pants to not fall back on your parents store that you could work at? Like, and mm-hmm. maybe go and do something. I'm trying right. to give a little bit of a benefit of a doubt to it. Though. Yeah. The word that stands out to me is trapped. Like, mm-hmm. don't be trapped by dogma. Right. And I think that's a good point because we all are standing on the results of other people's mm-hmm. thoughts and work. Right? right. That's just the reality of the world that we live in. But like you're saying, Isaac, when you get trapped or stuck, mm-hmm. maybe in a way of thinking that isn't helpful or mm-hmm. is toxic, then, yeah, like you need to kick that to the curb. Yeah. And so maybe that's the key there is when you right. feel trapped by yeah. other people's thinking. We've only done two of these so far, these quotes of the week. But yeah. I kind of wonder if a pattern will emerge as we go through all of these quotes of like a yes, but yeah, kind of thing. yeah. because I feel like that could almost apply to anything mm-hmm. or like any mm-hmm. idea or philosophy can be taken too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like even good things, the philosophy of yeah, not being trapped by other people's thinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are applications where that's what someone needs to hear. But there could be another situation or another person where that's the last thing that they need mm. to hear. Yeah. Because they're already way over here doing <laughs> On that. The extreme, right. right? Yeah. And they need to be told, yo, chill out for a second. Right. Or like listen to others every once in a while. Right. Or, right. Like that's kind of how it strikes me is like, yeah, in the right context for the right person, I yeah. think this is really good advice. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to Isaac's point to give Steve Jobs, no benefit of the doubt here. And just say like, you're this isolationist mean person. And this is like, that's like, I I think there's a point that he's making here that is absolutely valid. It's just that I think we also recognize this could be taken too far. And Mm -hmm. maybe even in this guy's life, there are maybe examples where it was taken a little Mm -hmm. too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the book, talking about his life, the autobiographer talks about the process of him finding out that he had cancer. Steve had the potential to have this surgery that would have saved his life. Objectively, they can point to it and be like, no, this was the type of cancer that was in the minority of this little 5% of this type of cancer that if they had done intervening surgery, it was treatable. But he didn't want to do it despite the recommendations of doctors, his friend's family. He didn't want to have a surgical procedure done on him. He wasn't comfortable with that. And he died six years later. It was after he finally said like, no, let's go ahead and do the surgery. But it was too late at that point. So he tried these homeopathic remedies for it and relied on his own (laughs) intuition. And Mm. I guess accidentally provided a pretty apt example of what it looks like to really walk that out to a T where you are so against living other people's thinking that you just go your own route. Yeah, that's one of the things that I think is most interesting about this quote is that I think the example that we see from Steve Jobs life is very representative of both of the sides of this quote. Like on Mm -hmm. the one hand, 
the power of not being limited by other people's mm-hmm. thinking and being an original thinker and mm-hmm. coming up with your own creative ideas. Everyone agrees that he was a visionary leader right. at his company. He came up with incredible products. He inspired mm. so many people. He truly was like a really impressive person. And yet the example you just gave, Isaac, the examples that we hear of relational stories of how he related to his employees or people mm-hmm. under him at his company also maybe simultaneously shows the dark side of this way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting to me that both the positives and negatives are so apparent yeah. right, in this guy's life. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. As a result of this philosophy that he lived out. He definitely fully embraced it because yeah. you can see the evidence of it in his life. One of the things that I was struck by as I thought about this quote more, it was not one of the first impression thoughts that I had is The attitude expressed in this quote eventually struck me as a very humanistic, secularist way of thinking. Yeah. There's kind of an assumption I feel like built into this quote that ultimately life is about doing what makes us happy and feel fulfilled. Right. Mm -hmm. That like that is the ultimate goal of life. If that is the ultimate goal of life, then this quote makes a lot of sense. If we're trying to please ourselves and fulfill ourselves, Mm -hmm. then getting caught up in what pleases other people and fulfills other people is a waste of our time Mm -hmm. because that's not necessarily what's going to fulfill ourselves. Now, maybe for some people it is maybe for a different personality type like Kara, who's not a Steve Jobs like (laughs) type, you might go like, well, one of the things that brings me like joy and fulfillment is relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to invest primarily into relationships. Right. Whereas for someone else, it's no, it's making cool iPads or whatever. Like, yeah, we all have different things Mm -hmm. that fulfill us and bring us joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we say, go pursue that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And pursue it because you don't have much time. Right. And then when you die, it's over the Mm -hmm. end. Yeah. And so you only have this little bit of time to try to pursue this thing that makes you happy. But again, from the Christian perspective, that's not the point. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's there's this very fundamental difference Hmm. in terms of like, what is the purpose of life? What is the meaning of life? Like we get all the way back to that question. Yeah. If it's about self-fulfillment, this attitude, I think, makes a lot of sense. Right. But if there's a deeper meaning or an (laughs) alternate meaning beyond just making ourselves happy. Mm. Right. All of a sudden, (laughs) I feel like this starts to break down because, again, I feel like it's very humanistic and secularist. Like as Mm. Christians, we're called to a higher purpose than ourselves. Mm. We're called to obedience in Christ. Right. Paul literally says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Mm. Like, that so, sounds like relying on someone else's insight. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. Like it's this, uh, it's not actually the phrase dying to self isn't actually in scripture, but it's this very like Christianese thing that like we talk about yeah. a lot, letting go of our own selfish desires mm-hmm. for a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. To me, that just feels very at odds mm-hmm. with the philosophy that's presented in this quote. Yeah. The highest sin in like the mindset from this quote is like self-denial. Like you right. don't, you don't <laughs> do that. You, you go all gas, no brakes in the direction you want to go. Don't worry about what other people have done before. Mm. Go get your money. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Make yourself as happy as you can make yourself in the limited time that you have. Right. And it's hard for me to kind of like remove myself completely from my faith background and think just purely I've got maybe 75 years on this planet. I've got to get my jollies in while I can and then (laughs) hopefully leave a cool legacy. What would he have traded for the hope that someone like us has Mm. like i I think about that because Mm. man that just feels you have to feel like on the best day even at some point they have to stare a little bit out for a little while longer and be like (laughs) 
I don't know that this Lamborghini is worth all this. Like, yeah, you know, because yeah, like, like you've still got to you've still got to mm. put gas in that. You've still got to like there's all these little things that'll still happen <laughs> that remind you of like the, the temporary yeah. nature. And it's just like, uh, man, I would not trade the hope that I have for any. And of again, that. Steve's life in particular was so short. Yeah, it ended so quickly. Yeah. And I, you have to wonder, like, as he was kind of facing that at the end of his life, what was he thinking? Was he thinking mm. like this was all worth it or mm-hmm. was he questioning that? I don't know. I don't have those answers yeah. and I don't want to like speculate and, sure. and say like he was feeling one way or thinking one way when we right. don't know that. Yeah. You do wonder to your point, Isaac, when you get to that point, I just, I got to think that you have some sort of questions at yeah. least of yeah. kind of going like, was I right? right. Was this the, the yeah. point of all this? Yeah. And I, I do want to say, when I say that this philosophy is humanist, one of the things that I don't want to imply is that it's in any way illogical. Like it's a very logical philosophy. Yeah. If you believe that this is it, that there is no God. And I don't know exactly what Steve Jobs' religious views mm-hmm. were or anything mm-hmm. like that. But if you're taking a humanist approach to life, mm-hmm. pleasing yourself does absolutely make sense. If I have 75 years to do whatever I want to do, yeah, you better get after it and, yeah. and right. make it count and do whatever it is that you want to do because yeah. your time in is limited. But one more caveat I would throw in there is that I would say even as a Christian, though, yeah, there's more to this. Other people do matter. I have to take them into consideration. But I don't think that means that in order to do that, you have to become a people pleaser, therefore, right. mm-hmm. if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, so I still agree with the first part of this quote, but maybe not for the same purpose. Maybe right. the end goal is different. Yeah. Like yeah. time is limited. Don't waste it living someone else's life as in like God's given you unique gifts. Right. That you can serve in a very specific way. So don't try to do it like this person over here. Right. Maybe. Totally. Yeah. You brought up the word trapped earlier. And I think like that Mm -hmm. sums up kind of what you're saying, even with this Christian perspective that, yes, other people matter and I need to care about other people. (laughs) What an insane concept. (laughs) And sometimes it is worth it to go to the trouble to serve others before myself. Yeah. We can also be trapped by this idea that we have to make other people happy. Right. And there are many instances where God in scripture calls biblical characters Mm. to do things that are not what the world is doing (laughs) or not what other people are doing. Not even in their strong suit either. Very radical things that are not about pleasing other people. Right. right? Clearly. I think from the Christian perspective, if we want to get back to like the big, huge philosophical question of like, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is still not to please other people. Right. It's to glorify God. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like ultimately like, we have to care more about what God thinks than what we think. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean caring about what other people think more than we right. think. Right. Like that That's not the <laughs> point either. Yeah. You know, the Christian life is all about serving others. Like, yes, that's true. Right. But it's not being a slave right. to other people's way of thinking and being trapped by dogma mm-hmm. to Steve Jobs's quote. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. about yeah. serving Christ. It's about mm-hmm. being in union with with Christ and and in service of God yeah. and whatever he's called us to. Right. So it's still a bigger thing than our own hedonistic yeah. pleasure. Right. Right. But it's also not being trapped by mm-hmm. what other, the culture wants me to do or what my friends want me yeah. to do or other people's peer expectations. Pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 If I could edit this and rewrite the commencement speech and not necessarily Jesus juke this. If I were delivering the commencement speech at JBU, for example, I would say your time is limited. 
Don't waste it living someone else's life. Serve Christ the way he served others. Something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. yeah. That kind of takes the best part of that quote for me. I, I really appreciate that first half. I, I do think that it is possible to like hold these things yeah. together. Yeah. Right. Live your life in service to Jesus. Yeah. And don't live your life in service to others in right. the sense that not that we're not supposed to serve them. Yeah. But when I say like, don't live your life in service to others, I mean, don't serve them as your master. Yeah, right? don't be like, controlled by them. Right. right. Like, yeah. Like in their opinion. Christ is our master. Right. And mm-hmm. scripture even talks about not being able to serve two masters. Like mm-hmm. we cannot right. we cannot serve other people. Yeah. And Christ as mm-hmm. our master. And if you're doing like, it right. We serve other people in terms of like helping them because yeah. Christ yeah. is our master. Right. right. Yeah. Like, and if you do it right, you're going to have to not worry about what other people are thinking because a lot of people are going to have Right. Totally. You're going to need that. that. Right. Living your life in service to Christ kind of by definition yeah. means that you're not going to be trapped by other people's thinking. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's true. there's going to be plenty of people that are going to disagree with you. Yeah. You'll, you'll have some pushback. A little bit. <laughs> That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Instead of drawing a blank, we're going to fill one in. Here mm. is our fill in the blank for this episode. As a result of our conversation today, one thing that I want to do or think about differently is. Ooh. Oh, gosh. I think for me, it's thinking differently about my limited time here on this earth in this body. I'm not a type of person who thinks about death very often. Mm. This mm-hmm. is not something that I really not to say struggle with, but I just don't think about it. Yeah. And I haven't had many instances in my life where I've really had to wrestle with that quite mm. yet. But thinking about this and just kind of like looking at the bigger picture for Steve and how quickly he passed away after this. If I really let myself, I can approach my limited time here, however long I have with more hope. Mm-hmm. And it can be more of a I can dance my way out versus like (laughs) just try to grab as much as I can, you know, on my way out the door. Like it's not (laughs) for me. The game doesn't have to be build up enough wealth to leave for somebody. (laughs) It can be like create stories and create relationships and be a light to people versus try to get as much stuff as you can. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, it's that idea of serving other people and not being slaves to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that like. Christ is the master of my life. And because he says to serve others Mm. and love others, I do. Right. But it's not because I have to please other people. And I think the like light bulb thing for me is that when we're a slave to other people, it's not actually serving them. Mm -hmm. It's actually Mm self-service. When we are focused on pleasing other people, it's not really about making them happy. It's about making me feel happy mm-hmm. because it makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. True service of others in service to Christ is different than people pleasing. I want to think about serving other people, not because they'll praise me for it or because people mm-hmm. will think I'm a good person or like, man, that Anson is so sweet or nice <laughs> or kind or whatever, but because he is a follower of Jesus. Right. That's mm-hmm. where the spotlight needs to be shined. It's, yeah. it's not about me right Mm -hmm. it's about him it makes me want to step back and examine different thoughts and beliefs a little more closely to see is there something that i'm trapped in that i'm not aware of that is keeping me from using the time that i have to the best of my ability to love god and love other people so like that that idea of examining the thoughts and what's trapping me that i'm not aware Mm of all right it's time to go to lifeguarding class. Ooh. Oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to drown. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. If you love the show, let us know by leaving us a review. If you don't, please proceed to the nearest rage room and release your frustrations in a safe 
and legal manner. Listen to Real FM Radio and more Real FM podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, Your voice got a little deeper since you got COVID. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the queen. Bring my dogs. (laughs) 